So let's do this. Let's go to the Word of God and direct our attention there this morning. The book of Psalms, that wonderful, wonderful book of Scripture, a prayer book, a, a, a book that uh, is filled with both encouragement and divine inspiration. I invite you to go there whenever you are on the mountaintop, whenever you are in a deep valley, there's always a word there for the believer. It's got our name written all over it, I believe that. So let's responsibly offer these words now to the Word of God. Please join me. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Amen and amen. Let's go to the Lord, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, there's many commitments in our lives, and I'm speaking to every one of us. We have commitments that literally could fill pages, front and back. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we think about those commitments biblically, there are commitments that are life-giving, and then there are commitments that uh, drag us down, that drain us, that, that actually are an unhealthy burden. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we begin to uh, set our minds on the Scriptures, to look at these pages, to prayerfully make our way through the Scriptures, to see ultimately that our commitments, they begin with one commitment, and that is to you, O oh God. And then what comes out of that is the spiritual fruit that God will provide, bless, and anoint. Lord, there are many commitments. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we are mindful of the commitments that we do have and are mindful and prayerful of the commitments that we can ultimately let go of, Lord, because maybe they are weighing us down, maybe they are stressing us out, maybe they are uh, stretching us too thin, but that commitment to you, Lord, it all begins and it ends there. The good news is this, Lord, that you are commit, committed to us all the time. You never take a vacation. You never take a day off, Lord. You are fully committed to those who profess your name. So that's where the good news starts. That's the good news that we stand upon, that we worship and serve a God who is fully committed. God, you are all in. So if we come, Lord, with questions, if we come with concerns, if we are wrestling, if we are struggling, I pray that we hear these words that you are all in, that you are fully committed to those who profess their faith in you. You are fully committed to the church that lifts up the name of Jesus Christ and is about the Lord's holy work. Commitments, they're important and they matter. So, Lord, let us now pray the prayer that Jesus prayed that is a model prayer for us all. It speaks about that good news of being and doing and living the life that is fully committed to you and to neighbor. 
Let us now pray these, pray, pray these words together. Please join me, church. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So church, I'm turning now to an Old Testament text from 1 Kings. This comes from the 8th chapter, verse 61. The focus uh, this morning w within the context of this uh, particular text is uh, that King Solomon, uh, the offspring of King David, has been called to build a temple, a place of worship. And this is something that has been wanted by the Israelite people, just like they wanted a king. And God grants that temple to them. David had the vision, but it was Solomon under his leadership that got this temple built. And in these pages uh, is Solomon ultimately blessing this place of worship. So I thought, what a better place uh, to uh, explore one's commitments. Because I believe, uh, after reading this text, that ultimately, if the king was not committed to God, then there was no way possible that this temple, this place of worship, could have been built. So these pages are filled with Solomon blessing the assembly. Solomon dedicates the temple, and that is certainly a part of the process. So hear now these words, verse 61 of chapter 8 of 1 Kings. It reads, Let your heart therefore be loyal to the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and keep his commandments as at this day. And I'll read it again, verse 61. Let your heart therefore be loyal to the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and keep his commandments as at this day. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So, church, I, I thought uh, this day, with it being uh, Commitment Sunday and bringing our love offerings, our uh, pledges uh, before uh, the almighty presence of God, uh, it would also be a good day just to, to speak about uh, commitments and, and what that means and, and why uh, it matters. So, I, I want to speak of three commitments that I think every believer needs to have at the forefront. Every believer needs to take very serious and, and put, put prayer and certainly good Christian effort toward. Uh, the first commitment that I believe is absolutely essential for someone who professes the Almighty God as the Lord of their lives is this. Your commitment number one is Jesus Christ. 
Commitment number two is your family. And commitment number three is your church. So Jesus Christ, family, and the church. Now think about it for a moment. All three of these things are interconnected, are they not? Because when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, when you have that desire to seek Christ, to know Christ, to walk hand in hand with Christ, that's not something that you want to selfishly keep for yourself. That's something that you ultimately want to pass on to your spouse. You want to pass on to your children, to your grandchildren, to your great-grandchildren, and just watch how fruitful then you become and how fruitful then they become, spiritually speaking. You might even see and notice a difference from the inside out, you see, because having a relationship with Jesus Christ, remember this, it will change your life. And if there is positive change in your life, that is something that you want to pass on, particularly to the people that you love. So you see, number one commitment is Jesus Christ. Number two is the family, the people that you love and adore. And certainly those people are biologically the people that I'm talking about that are your blood. But if you don't have biological family, okay, children, then you know of someone that you can love on and express the love of Christ toward. But you see, if you are being formed, if you are being shaped, if you are being transformed by your relationship with Jesus Christ, then that is something that you want to bless someone else with. And it starts, you see, in the home, does it not? It starts in the home because each one of us as believers, as parents, as grandparents, right, they are watching us. They are observing what we are doing, you see, and it's important that they learn what they need in the home. So commitment one is Jesus Christ. Commitment number two is family and pouring that love of Christ, discipling them there in the home. It starts there. Number three is the church, the body of Christ. We're taking that love that we have for Jesus, that love for the family, and then we're placing it right here so that we can worship together, so that we can serve together, so that we can give together, so that here's the end goal, so that we can be transformed together. What we're doing here, church, it matters. It matters. And I want you to know that. And I want you to trust that. Because ultimately, we are all running this race together. And the end goal, you see, is salvation. You see, Jesus Christ and our love for Jesus and our love for family and our love for church, it does and it will and it can 
always make a difference because that end goal, you see, is our eternal reward, and that is salvation. Now, let me put it all together, these three commitments, okay? You need these three things in your life as the believer, and here's how it really hits home for us. If we are going through a crisis and it is just eating us up, or if we are being attacked by someone and it is eating us up, if we are going through a dark moment in our lives, who are we going to call upon for comfort, for strength, for encouragement, for a guiding hand, and for a loving heart? We go to the Almighty God. We go to Jesus Christ. And if you're not doing that right now, or that hasn't crossed your mind lately, and you're in a dark spot, go to Jesus. Go to Jesus and pour out your heart to Him. Who do we go to when we're stretched too thin, or we can't sleep and we need somebody to talk to? Family, mom, dad, a sister, a brother, an aunt, an uncle, family is important. That's why we pour everything into them. And number three, it's always very comforting when we're going through a crisis, whether it be an illness, whether it be a financial matter, whether it be a big decision. Hey, prayer from the body of Christ, from the church, guidance from the fellow believers, it counts it matters. Maybe it's even clarity that we didn't even think of, but it's given and offered from the body of Christ. So, we make this investment in Jesus Christ, in our family, and in the church because there is always spiritual reward because of it. You see, we've got so much out in this world that we can pull from, so many temptations that are pulling at us and grabbing at us every day. But ultimately, can you rely on the world? Can you rely on an institution? Can you rely on society ultimately to help you, to save you, to encourage you, and to give you the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let me put that on your heart. I would say that always starts with a relationship with Jesus, pouring Jesus into family and being a part of a loving body of Christ. You're not going to get that from the world. It all happens right here and with you. So let me go back to the text. Hear it again, okay? As we're speaking and thinking and reading about commitments, listen to this. It says this, verse 61, let your heart, let me stop there. Did you notice in the scripture it didn't say with your mind, right? We've got sharp minds. God gave us the ability to think and to reason, and that is a wonderful thing. The mind helps us to process things, okay? But in order for the gospel to be placed on us and for the gospel to be made known and for it to be real and for it to transform us, it's got to go from the mind where? To the heart. 
you see, because when the gospel, when Jesus Christ goes from the mind, and not the mind only, but goes from the mind to the heart, that is where, church, now pay close attention to this, that is where transformation happens, you see. That is where transformation happens. So listen to this. In, in thinking about commitments, verse 61, let your heart, okay, because that is where your treasure is, Scripture says. That is where true transformation happens. Let your heart, therefore, be loyal or committed to the Lord, our God. It didn't say to man, be committed to man, be committed to society, be committed to more religion, or be committed to an institution. No, no, no. Scripture is clear. It says, be loyal to the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and, command, and keep his commandments as at this day. You see, commitments they make a difference. Number one commitment is to Jesus Christ, and everything will begin to line up. Everything will begin to make better sense, but there always has to be a starting point, you see. There always has to be that moment where we begin, and it always starts with Jesus, and then it begins to line up from there, from family to the body of Christ, the church. So I, I want us to look at commitments in this way. Your commitments as believers, as the body of Christ, are spiritual wins for you. And who doesn't want a win in their life, right? Wins are good things. Wins can build us up. Wins can give us some strength and some clarity and some know-how that maybe we didn't have beforehand because maybe for our entire lives we've been beat down, you see, and we need some confidence. Well, commitments in your life that start with Jesus Christ, that's a spiritual win, you see? That's a win not only for you, but look at this. It's a win for Jesus. It's a win for your church. It's a win for your family. It's a win for the kingdom of God. So commitments, church, I always want us to think about commitments, biblically speaking, as spiritual wins for the whole people of God. It's a win for your household. It's a win for the body. It's a win for the heart of God. And who doesn't want a win? A win is a blessing. Let me end with this, church. I, I, I want you to be thinking about something. I want you to be praying about something. I want you to give this some serious consideration. I want you to go home this afternoon, sometime this week, and I want you to take an honest look at your life. I want you to take an honest look at your life and do an inventory check, okay? I want you to look at your life, do an inventory about the commitments that you have right now.
Okay. What are you committed to right now? The first thing that I want you to consider doing, okay, anything that you are committed to that is unhealthy in your life, get rid of it. Put it aside. Repent of it and say, Lord, for too long now, this commitment has shackled me, and I'm ready to be unshackled in the name of Jesus Christ. Do an inventory check and see what your commitments are. And as you, if you want to write it down, do so. What are those commitments in your own life that are burdening you, that are draining you, that are stressing you or stretching you too thin, that are ultimately unhealthy? Whether your family knows about it or not, you do. And today's the day that you can let it go. You can let it go. And just watch that list. It may shrink, in fact, that commitment list. But begin to shrink that list in a spiritually healthy way. That your commitments begin to reflect your relationship with Jesus Christ, your relationship with your family, and your relationship to your church, because ultimately, at the end of the day, all of us want the same thing as believers, and that is a relationship, a life-giving relationship with Jesus, and that's why it starts there, you see. Take a look at your commitment list. Know this, that if there is something that you need to let go of, okay, in terms of commitments that are bringing you down, that are frustrating you, okay, that have you filled with something that is not the Lord God Almighty. Today is the day that each and every one of us can begin to fight the good fight, that we stand up, that we are bold and we are courageous about our holy commitments unto God. Today's the day that we can fight the good fight and that we can ultimately be faithful and obedient to the commitments that matter. Why do they matter? Because they ultimately have eternal reward. You see, that's why they matter. Glory to God. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, commitments, they're important. Lord, the world literally is screaming at us, saying that self is important, that the world is important, that anything but Jesus Christ is important. But Lord, the Word is eternal. Society 
is not. So I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we are convicted, Lord, that we are led to abide by and that we are faithful to the things, O oh God, that have truly stood the test of time, and that is our commitment to you. Lord, we can go to the scriptures literally from cover to cover. One of the main things is being committed to the Lord God Almighty. So let us do that today. Let us be committed, Lord, to family. Let us be committed, O oh God, to the church because this is the only body that preaches the truth that is out there. This is the only body that lifts up the name of Jesus Christ. This is the only body that knows and that holds dear that eternal reward that is salvation. That's something that needs to be shared with our children, with our grandchildren. The body, oh God, needs revival. It needs Jesus Christ at the center. And when the body has Jesus Christ at the center, it will flourish. It will thrive. And that's what we aim to do. In your name we pray. Amen.